Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Uh, They asked me to speak probably three weeks or a month ago, and I was praying about it, and um, God just kept dropping in my spirit the same thing. And I was just taking my notes like I do when when he does that. I know I'm supposed to speak. And so the one thing that, the topic that he had me talking on, I mean, wanting to speak on tonight was on grief and how to deal with grief. And it was confirmed by so many people that this is the subject we're supposed to talk about tonight. So I don't know who this is for now or maybe for later, um, but I know that God's wanting to help someone. Whatever it is that you're grieving, there's grief comes in so many different ways. Uh, but I have Miss Ophenia helping tonight, and I asked Miss Elena as well. <clears throat> Ms. Elena um, actually is a counselor of mental health, has helped so many people through the grieving process. And so I know her, her wisdom in that and the professionalism that she has, she's gonna really be a blessing. And just the experience and the spiritual um, walk that both of you have, I really felt in my heart that God was gonna use y'all tonight to help in this conversation. So it's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be a conversation that we're gonna have. So there's so many aspects of grief. And a lot of times when you think of grief, you think of just losing someone, which that's a big one, you know? We've all lost someone. If you've lived long, if you live long enough, you'll lose someone close to you that you love. Um, But it's not just losing someone, it can be divorce, can be separation, can be a relationship with a friend or a girlfriend, boyfriend. Uh, It can be a miscarriage. It can be a child that's walked away from God or a child that's run away too. It could be even a loss of a pet that a lot of people grieve because that was their friend and comfort for them. Um, There's just so many aspects and areas that um, people can grieve in. So I wanted to to pose some questions and um, I've got some questions tonight that I'm gonna ask and we're just gonna converse about it. Um, We've gone, all of us, through loss of a loved one. We've gone through um, different things, separation, maybe even divorce. And so um, I wanna start probably with asking um, Miss Elena, um, because you do deal with people on a professional level and you've seen a lot of this. Um, There is a healthy way to grieve, am I right? Yes, and then absolutely. there's an unhealthy way to grieve. But my first question I want to pose is this. Uh, can you explain to us the importance of grieving? Absolutely. So our, our example is Jesus. And in Isaiah 53, he is called a man of sorrows and acquainted with deepest grief. That's Isaiah 53, 3. So we know he was acquainted with grief. I have heard some Christians say, oh, we're not supposed to grieve. We're supposed to be joyful all the time. But you know, if our Lord grieved, if he was sad, then I believe that is an emotion that we need to express. And what is so important about it is when we have a loss, it feels like a part of us has been taken away. I know there are people who who describe it as it feels like I lost my right arm or like a part of my heart was ripped out. It is very, very painful. And to watch God bring healing through the process of grief can't happen unless we let ourselves feel the grief. When we try to whisk it away, oh, I'm not supposed to be sad or whatever, then we're really denying God the opportunity to bring us healing. 
we need to be honest. Lord, I am hurting a lot, or I am angry. I don't understand why I'm so angry. I have seen families where uh, a loved one died by suicide, and of course there's gonna be great sorrow, but along with that is anger. Why would they do this? Why would they do this to me? Often people look at it in a very selfish way. It is heart-wrenching. So it is important to let ourselves feel the emotions that God has given us and let him bring us through them. Let him bring us the comfort, the healing, where we literally feel that he is carrying us. John 11 says that Jesus wept. It's one of the shortest scriptures in history. I mean, in the, in the Bible. And when he, he was wept, weeping over Lazarus, his friend. And, um, and I, when I was thinking about that, how he feels our emotions, the scripture from Hebrews 4.15 came back to me. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. But he sympathizes with us. Jesus had that same emotion that we all experience when we're going through that grieving process. So thank you for that. I wanna ask you the same question because you might answer it in a different way or have a different um, thought that you can share that maybe she didn't. But why do you think that grieving is important for us to go through? You have to be able to, as she said, you've gotta express it. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to you know, just let it out. Um, I experienced uh, my, not, it wasn't, she, my mom did not pass away, praise God, but she had a stroke when I was 13 years old. And I know what I went through grieving, just knowing that my mom was not gonna be able to be my mom as she always was, and I was 13, and it, I remember screaming, sitting in a corner, not knowing how, I, you know, what was gonna happen to us. You know, we had to, you know, grow up real, real fast, and we had to take care of things at home, so express, and we had each other as, as uh, sisters and, and brother, we had each other to, to cling on to, but you have to express it. As she said, you, you ha even if there's rage, you have to let it out, because, God is gonna, he wants to work to heal us. And I praise God that he helped us through. And, and through the grief, you have to know it is a process. Yeah. It, it, and, you can't, and it can't be rushed. It is a process. Definitely, I can, I can vouch for that myself. Like, cause sometimes when you, in my case, losing people close to me, like sometimes you just feel or you think like you're the only one going through it, but yes. everyone experiences it. Like I said, if you live long enough, everyone in life experiences it. And going back to the, like the anger or the, maybe, I don't know, questioning God or whatever, you know, even though you're a believer, like you have those questions like, God, why, you know? And I even went through that myself. Um, uh, there was a moment I was grieving so, so bad, you know, just for the loss or just, you miss, you know, you miss, thinking like, I'm not gonna see that person again. But you know, when you believe in Jesus and they do too, you know you are, you know we have that hope. Yes, Praise God amen. for that. But amen. you know, just while you're still here on earth, you just think I'm, how much you're gonna miss them. But somehow, some way, you know, God always comes in yes. 
when you seek him in those mo those moments, yes. you know, when you wait on the Lord, it, he really, truly does renew your strength. In those moments when I was weak and I couldn't even pray and I could just cry out to God, you, I just would feel the strength of God come in just to help me in those moments like that. Yes. So yes. that's a normal part, you know, the process, sometimes having those questions, sometimes getting angry. Yes, you're a Christian, but you're human too, you know. So that was my next question, like, what do you do with your emotions, yes. you know? Um, yes. You want to start with that? Uh, uh, our emotions, we, we have to deal with them. We have to express them. Um, men out there, I know sometimes the men, they are taught to hold things in. They're taught men don't cry. But even men, we, men and women, we have to be able to express it. We've got to let those, we've got to feel those feelings. We have to. It's, it's, um, there's going to be times that you're just going to cry and you're just going to, because when my daddy passed away, I mean, I would just try to keep going forward and then I would just think about daddy and then I would just start crying and then I, you know, and then I would be okay and then I would just be going on my normal day and then it would just like hit me and so it's going to be in waves and, and these emotions you have to be careful because when you get so exhausted from your emotions of it going up and down and just drain from crying and that you, um, that's where the enemy tries to attack you. He tries to attack your mind. God doesn't love you because look, he took your daddy away. He, he didn't care enough. And those are all lies from the enemy. And, and, and uh, I know in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, God says to hold those thoughts captive and command them to line up with God's word. So you, so when he, when you hear that thought, you know, God doesn't care. It's like, no, I mean, even if you have to speak it out loud, you say, no, that's not true. He does care. He loves me and he cares for me and he's going to help me through this. It's, it's holding those thoughts captive. And that's usually when you're so exhausted from being so emotional because you have to, you have to go through it. You have to yeah. go through those emotions yeah. and deal with them. Um, so it's, you're right. It's like waves. I know yes. that a lot of people, if you've gone through that, you know, you're strong and then a thought yes. comes and then it's just like waves of emotion that come, you know, but somehow God, he does in time does. carry you through. Um, I was thinking about what she said about men. So I know you've worked with so many people on, you know, helping them through it. Um, when you repress that, what what have you seen through that? Like when people don't have that liberty or they won't allow themselves to express, you know, grieving, they just kind of go on with life and that they hold all that in. So sometimes what happens is it actually turns into a physical problem. Um, I know that any medical professionals that might be here can testify to the fact that a lot of physiological, you know, physical problems start as repressed emotions, especially anger. Um, people develop a lot of times stomach ulcers, um, shoulder problems, back problems, all manner of physical things can happen. A lot of people develop issues like, you know, severe anxiety, depression, other things, you know, mental health issues that can become pretty serious. So when you were talking about the emotions, I know something that I have done, especially with, with men, but there are even some women that have a hard time putting emotions into words. As a counselor, I have literally given them a sheet of emotions and asked them, 
pick out what emotions you have felt in the last week. And there are hundreds of emotions. Most of the time, the only ones we let ourselves feel are mad, sad, glad, and afraid. There are many, many others. And for many people, letting themselves feel angry is often an emotion that covers what's underneath. Often anger is covering hurt, loss, sadness. And, and I've seen, especially for men, but even some women, it's like, you know, it's okay to be angry because that's macho, but it's not okay to cry, to be sad. You know, God gave men just as many tear ducts as women. You know, any of the nurses here, Holly, is that correct? Okay, thank you. My, my nurse back there is backing me up. So God meant for men to cry. I know it's something, oh, that's not okay. Thankfully, in the church, I think we realize you know, we see men cry often, and I, I love that. Because all of us do have the need to express what's there. Something else I think that is really important, um, when Ophi was talking about needing to express it, remember that you're not alone. If you need a brother or sister to talk to, because it's sometimes hard to just shout out to God, because even though there may be many others going through it, you feel very alone. It is okay to call a brother or sister or say, I am, I am having a hard time. I am really angry at God right now. Would you please pray with me? Do you have a minute? Can we talk? You know, call one of the pastors, call one of the elders, and say, I just need to talk to someone. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I remember quite a few years ago, um, our daughter that lives in San Marcos now had premature twins. She got very, very ill and um, was in the hospital in, in Austin. And the doctor said, we have, to, we have to deliver the twins or your daughter will die. And it's like, you know, we want our daughter to live. You know, I'm, we love babies, but if there is a choice, we, she already had two children at that point. And so my husband and I were there for quite a few days. This was right around Christmas time. And both babies died. Um, one of them, our daughter was, was holding her. They were two little girls. And our daughter was holding the first one when she died. And then she said, I, I, I can't do this anymore. And she and her husband left the hospital. And so Rick and I stayed with the second twin. And we stayed with her until she died. And I remember both of us just sitting there weeping. And I don't think my husband will mind if I talk about this because I, I thank God it was resolved. But he got very, very angry at God. It's like, I believed you. We asked for a miracle. Why didn't you answer? Why did these babies have to die? Why? And he was really angry. I'm so thankful to God. As far as I know, I've never been angry at God about something that happened. He gave me a gift of faith where I just believe God had a reason he knew best and I leave it at that. And I, I thank God for people who can have that faith and that trust that, you know what, God knows best. It may be awful, but God knows best. But my husband really struggled with that. And, you know, to be able to join with him and have compassion and not be mad. Why are you mad at God? What's wrong with you? You know, we need each other. We need to encourage each other. Even if someone is going through something that maybe is hard for you to understand, if you've never been angry at God, if you have the kind of faith that God knows, I leave it in his hands, everything's great, 
don't be angry at your brother or sister in Christ, your husband, your wife, that may really be struggling with something. He just needed people there for him. And our church rallied around him and loved on him and just said, this, this hurts, this is painful, and it's okay. You'll get through it. And of course he did, and he was able to see how God had a plan. And you know, we'll see those babies in heaven, but sometimes we have to share that, share that sorrow with someone else, share the, whatever the angst is, that stuff we're feeling inside. Yes, amen. Um, I know when I was going through like the worst part of my grief, um, that God just spoke that scripture to me, that my ways are above your ways, my thoughts are above your thoughts, and I got so much comfort in that. It's like the Holy Spirit, you know, he'll speak to you in those moments when you need that comfort like that. And God knew I was at that place where, and I was going to bring this up, you know, um, when grief turns into depression, and then if you, if that doesn't stop, that depression can turn into despair, to hopelessness. And so you don't want to get to that point where, yeah, you can grieve, but there is a difference between grief and depression. Could you explain that really quick? Absolutely. So we know that grief, even though sometimes it takes a period of time, there is a hope. As Christians, we have a hope. As the word says, we don't grieve as the lost. We grieve with the hope. We will be reunited. Yes, it hurts terribly in this world, but one day we will be joined with them. We'll be with them for all of eternity. Depression is when you get to a place where nothing makes sense. Depression often involves hopelessness, and I know pastors talked a lot about when we have no hope, we have nothing. If we have no hope left, nothing is ever gonna get any better. That is a horrible place to be. Often, when someone is depressed, they feel helpless, like nothing can help me, nothing is gonna make it better. Often it even affects your thinking. You can't, you can't think straight, you can't focus, you can't concentrate, you have no energy, you have no motivation to do anything. I mean, it is uh, very, very much despairing. There are some people that are depressed that act out in, in anger and irritability where they snap at everybody and it's just because they are at that place where nothing is okay, nothing feels right. They can't enjoy going to work or they can't enjoy their family. Sometimes all people want to do is sleep and can't get out of bed. Um, they'll sometimes stop bathing, stop you know, interacting with anyone, stop taking phone calls. I mean, there are lots of different aspects of depression, but it is something that is very treatable. You know, there are certainly therapy and, and medicine, all kinds of things that can treat depression, but grief doesn't ever have to get there. There are some people that, that grieve for a long time. I remember when I worked at Crown Hospice, I, I worked with a woman that had been grieving the death of her husband for four years. And as I worked with her, one of the things that I realized is that she did not, she did not want to get over it because in her mind, if she let it go and left him in God's hands, it would be like she was dishonoring her husband. So she believed that she needed to be miserable that she needed to be depressed, that she needed to be miserable every day because somehow that was honoring her husband. So it was helping her to change that mind. It's like, do you really believe this man who loved you with his whole heart would want you miserable? And she had never quite seen it that way. But 
there is a, a place, as, as Pastor Don said, we have to be very careful that it doesn't go from grief into that depression where we literally feel like we're at the bottom of a black hole and there is no light. Thank you so much for that. Um, I want to ask you something about, and this still, we're still on the emotions, um, about uh, someone that's having a hard time because they have a lot of regrets. Maybe regret for not spending enough time, maybe the way they treated the loved one. Um, what, what do you have to say about that? Whenever there's regrets, you, you have to forgive. You, you have to forgive yourself if you feel like you just didn't, you know, gosh, I should have spent more time with them or I should have done this or is there something I could have done? You have to, you just have to forgive yourself. You, you have to because we, we don't want to live in regrets. We want, the process of, it, of dealing with our emotions is yes, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna feel that pain of maybe we do regret but this is where we take that step and we cling on to Jesus to help us to get through that, to say, God, you know, I, I, I just have to forgive myself. If there's something that you, you know that you feel like you've done or you feel like, you know, I should have done more, but, it, but God, God's there with us. He's, he's never gonna leave us or forsake us. And you, you, even though you feel alone in your emotions, you're not alone. He's right there with us to help us through every second, every moment, every hour of the day. You know, he's, he's there with us. He's there with us. Amen. Um, so I'm gonna go on ahead and move on to the next one question. And this is something that, I mean, I didn't go through this myself, but I know a lot of people do. Um, so it would be maybe like dealing with others that maybe maybe they try to comfort you and it doesn't come across the right way. So you know how do you how do you how do you respond or how do you deal with people, Miss Elena, um, that um, just maybe approach you and just they just don't know any better. They love you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know that? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've all been to those funerals or um, sometimes rosaries, other things, where they're in a better place. Um, you'll see them soon. Um, don't worry, don't cry, you know, all that stuff. So none of us want to hear that. If someone comes to you and says those things, just love them and forgive them. But if you're the one that is there encouraging a friend that it has had a loss, ask them what they need. Sometimes all they need is someone just to sit there with them and say nothing. I want you to think about Job, okay? At the beginning, his friends, I think, maybe had some compassion. They just sat in silence. When they opened their mouths, they said some really dumb things, condemned and condemned and judged him. And, you know, if they just stayed silent, that would have probably been better. He might have actually felt supported. Sometimes we don't need anyone to say anything. We just need to sit in our heart. So we all need to be careful about making those, oh, it's okay, it'll get better. Maybe not, maybe not right away. It, it's gonna hurt. But you don't wanna go to someone and say, oh, this is really gonna hurt. No, just, just be there with them. Yeah, just there. say, what, do, what can I do for you? Mm. Would it help if I, you know, come and sat with your kids. Would it help if I came and 
cleaned your house or um, you know, do you, need a, do you need a couple days? Do you want me to take your kids to my house? I mean, whatever. Just asking, what is it you need? Sometimes they just need a hug. Or they'll say, I just need someone to sit here and hold my hand right now. But don't say a word. <laughs> we, we all have, I'm sure, put our foot in our mouth, said all the wrong things that don't help at all. I remember talking to one person that said, if I hear one more person say, oh, they're in a better place, and you'll be fine. She said, I think I'm gonna punch someone in the face. Well, we don't want anyone to punch anybody, okay? But be sensitive to that. Just love on them and ask them, what do you need? What can I do for you? And the same if we're the ones that are grieving, let people know what you need. I, I was so thankful, I know when my father-in-law died that the church, you know, they brought us meals and I mean it was such a blessing because we had a lot of people that came into town and that's something this church is is amazing. Um, you know, they, they were awesome and we've done the same, you know, for others that may have lots of family that comes into town for a funeral. But realize that there's not a sentence that is going to make things okay. Mm. It hurts. It really hurts. And just knowing it hurts, you know, you can just be there with them. Be in there. Just be in there. Do you have something to add to that? I, I just want to say when, when you uh, are dealing with others too, you're going to want to be around some people sometimes, but then there's going to be times that you're going to want to just be by yourself. And that's okay to want to go back and forth. I actually, uh, just today, I had two phone calls today that I actually prayed with people because they were dealing with a loss and uh, one of the phone calls was, how can I help my friend? You know, that's, that was his only brother and he, you know, died suddenly, it was unexpected. Well, you know, what can I do? And, you know, we prayed together and we cried together because she was grieving for him because they were so close. And, and, and the important thing is to pray too, pray for them. You know, you may not have the opportunity to, to talk to them or, or do something for them, but I'm telling you, praying is going to help. When you pray for someone, God is moving and he's touching their hearts and maybe someone that can go can talk to them and be there. God's going to minister to them through other people. And and you're going to while you're praying, God is going to be moving because remember, prayer moves the hand of God. Yes. Amen. Yes. Prayer, prayer, prayer because I know it it made it makes a difference. It could be somebody cuz the person that we were praying with was on the uh, in another state, but I know God was moving, and I know that He's going to be with the family Amen. and with Him, having to deal with this. Amen. Amen. Prayer is so powerful. I yes. know. I felt when people were praying for me. Yes. You can feel it. Um, memories. So how important it is? How important is it to just remember? You know, even when it's hard at first, because you know when you, when you, if it's a loss of a, whatever it might be. Uh, just thinking about them, you can cry on a dime, and maybe you, sometimes you're not ready to do that. You want a break, you want relief, and you're just, I'm not gonna think, I, I'm just gonna, let me just get that out of my mind. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but I know I did that, and because I thought, I'm better off just not thinking about it right now, so, so I did that a lot for a long time, you know, uh, so I'm to the point now, I can laugh and tell funny things that happened, and 
you know, stories and really think and not cry, like actually remember and have joy about it. So the importance of like memories and remembering and talking about that person. One of the sad things to me is that often after someone dies, a family doesn't bring them up anymore. And healthy families will continue to talk about them and remember the funny things and remember the good times. At first, it's going to be difficult. Um, I, I often worked with families in, in regard to a, a loved one that had died and that was on, on hospice. And I would tell them, you know, before they even pass, talk to me about this person. Tell me what, what were the best times you had with them? What were the worst times? What, you know, and, and getting family members to talk to one another. That is so, so critical. You know, in a lot of families, we just want to bury things and, and not ever bring them up. But those memories are healing. They really are healing. I remember after my grandpa died many, many years ago, it was probably the first time, and this was my dad's dad, the first time that our family all got together and talked about him. I had never, there were some things about him I had not known. He was a very strict, uh, he'd been a preacher for many years, very, very strict. And so as a little kid, I was just scared of him because he would yell at us and, you know, say please and, you know, very strict. But other family members saw him as this funny, jolly man. And it's like, wow, I never, never saw that side. And it was interesting to see what he was like as a dad and then as a grandpa with different ones. And so sharing those memories are so it's so healing. Those things are, are important. If you don't have family around to share them with, write those things down. I, I wish now I had written down more things about my grandpa because he really was a very special man. And, you know, we can't get that time back. One thing I wanted to mention when you were talking about when there are things that are unresolved or as Ophi was talking about forgiving ourselves, one type of grief that can be very, very painful is someone who dies, like a parent especially, that you were estranged from them, or they were always very mean or hateful or abusive or whatever it was toward you. Sometimes that can be even more difficult because the person who has the loss feels like they never were able to get any resolution for what happened. And that can be that can be painful, and and sometimes it can be helpful to talk to a pastor, to talk to a counselor about those things. I have worked with people that are like, you know, this person um, was never the mom I needed. They were, you know, mean or hateful or abusive or, or whatever it was. And and when the loss occurred, it's like I never got to have that mom that I needed. So that can be that can be painful. Again, Jesus is our healer. Amen. I, I want to say that um, because uh, my mom had a stroke at a very young age and I was so young, I never really got to experience um, my mom being a mom like most mothers. Um, but God brought me my mother-in-law when I got married, who was everything to me, and I got to experience that with her. And God does that, whether it's whether it's going to be a friend, because you know she's talking about you. You you may not have that. You may have not experienced that, but God can send a friend or or someone that is older that you know. Uh, 
shows the love of a mom to mm -hmm. you and is there and, and you're like, okay, because I got to experience all of that with my mother-in-law and I praise God for that because God showed me that, you know, I love you and look, look what he did for me. You know, my mother-in-law was just wonderful and I thank God for my mom. It's just she couldn't. She, she wasn't able to. So, you know, God, it's just amazing how God meets you where you are. Yeah. And yeah. even though it happened when I was so young, look where he still was working in the later years and just like with y'all. And, and so it's just amazing how God is with us in every moment and every day and every year. He's, he's continually working, you know, in us and through us to help us even in our later later you know i'm older so it's amazing what god does he is like i mean he knows all of our thoughts already i was in my 20s when my when my dad passed away and i remember <clears throat> thinking like i'm too young like my grandparents all lived to be like 90 years old so i just always thought i'd have both my parents you know like i had them and i just remember like grieving and thinking why god like you took him so soon, and God said you had so much more time with him than so many other people mm -hmm. had. Mm -hmm. And and then he reminded me of Pastor Bobby, my husband, never having his dad because mm -hmm. he died in a car accident when he was six. And I don't know, it's like it's like through that the Holy Spirit like comforted me yes. and gave me strength, and I started uh, being just so thankful, like, thank you, Lord, that you gave me that time that I did have with yes. them. Because there's other people that didn't have that are hurting way worse than I was hurting, you know? So mm. Mm. I just want to throw that out there. Um, so, but, so the last point, because I know we got to move on, is this, um, that there will be a time to move on, and it's okay to move on. Because I think a lot of people get stuck. Um, like you had said, you know, they feel guilty. You know, they, they, they feel like if they move on, um, that they're not honoring that person or that they're uh, forgetting about that person. But if you really think about it, whoever it is that you've lost or that loved you as well, they wouldn't want you to be stuck there. They wouldn't want you to stay in that place where you can't move on anymore. You know, if they knew you were in that place, they would tell you, move on, go forward, you know, walk in your purpose, walk in your plan that God has for you. They would want so much more for you. Amen. Amen. So um, what would you, you go ahead since you've got the mic still, what would you say about that, um, about well, just people like, moving on? Well, just like our earthly lives come to an end one day and we're going to be in heaven with Jesus, grief has to come to an end. Oh. It has to, it's got to come to an end sometime. And um, just when you're, when you're having to go through what you're going through in grief, you, you have to take care of yourself. I, I just, the other person that I was uh, praying and talking with today, she just can't even think straight. She's trying to deal with the, uh, the funeral. Just, she just feels lightheaded and she's just trying to take care of everything. You have to try to take time for yourself. And uh, it, it, it's, and when you when you do, you get to the point where you're, you're, and I know it's going to be God helping you through it. Is you start helping others, because it also takes away from you just dealing with everything. Because when you help others, you're literally helping yourself. Because that's the way God made us. 
that's what we're here on earth for, is to help others. Even when we're going through stuff, God still wants us to be there for others, and it's going to help us. It literally, literally helps us. Amen? Yes, I love that. They've even, you know, studies have shown that if people are depressed, one of the greatest cures is to go out and do volunteer work to help people that are less fortunate than we are to, you know, go to Christ Kitchen or, you know, work at the food bank or do something to get out of our own head, get out of ourselves and all the issues that we're dealing with. That's so true. So with moving on, Again, I think that's something that all of us have to be aware. If grief has been going on for years and it seems that you can't get past it, it may be time to reach out to someone. Um, there, there is no time frame for grief. For everyone, it's a little different. If um, you're not sure, ask someone, talk to someone. You know, it's been a couple years. What do you think? Should I be past? And yet, as, as Pastor Don said, and in Ophemia too, there's going to be waves. Mm -hmm. I remember after my mom passed, um, after about a year, I didn't, I didn't think about her a whole lot except on holidays because she was the most amazing cook. And I just wanted to pick up the phone and ask her, okay, tell me again how you made your turkey. And she wasn't there. You know, so it was like it, it got better. I could think about her and smile, as, yes. as Pastor Don said. But but she wasn't there for me to ask her. And how did you do this? She was the most amazing entertainer. That's a gift I don't have. <laughs> and she could have like 30 people over for a party and just not be stressed at all and be, you know, anyway, um, that was her gifting. And I just want to call her, okay, how did you do that? Tell me, couldn't call her. So it is okay to move on. It is okay to get past it and to become thankful. I think that is such an important part. I, I know I've, I've talked with people that have lost a child, and that's probably one of the most difficult losses. And those who can change their thinking to being thankful, as you said, Pastor Don, for the time they had, whether it was a year, whether it was five years, whatever, to be thankful that God gave you that time to get to know that child. I. I haven't experienced that, so I can't say that I understand. But I have heard that that is like one of the most, most difficult losses. So if you're, having, if you're stuck, if you're having a hard time, please talk to someone. Don't just stuff it and feel like, well, I guess I'll just you know, grin and bear it. No, what I, one of the things I love about this church is that we can be real here. We can be transparent and mm -hmm. tell each other if someone says, how are you? I'm not doing well today. I'm, I'm, I'm having a really difficult day. You know, you don't have to put on a fake smile and say, I'm fine. If you're not fine, it's okay to say, I'm not fine today. I'm not doing well today. Would you please pray for me? We can be real with each other and let each other know, I need to talk to someone. Who do you suggest? Mm -hmm. And we can get to the bottom of it. People will admire you for your strength, but they'll connect with you through your weakness. And just like the scripture says, all things work together for good. When you go through those things, just this is how God works. He's going to put you in someone's path and you're going to help them. When I had gone through my hard time losing my mom, God put me in a brand new job, something I had not ever done before in the school district and put me right beside a lady that had also just lost her mother but a lot younger than me a lot younger than me in her 20s so when i lost my dad 
anyway, uh, God put us together for that season to be a comfort and to help and encourage each other through that. And we recognized that from the moment, I don't even know how it got brought up, but oftentimes we would start talking about our moms and we would start hugging and crying and we would talk about memories, but God put us together to help us through that moment. And he's done it throughout the years when I've run into people that also have lost their moms because, you know, your moms, it's, it's something really different when you lose a mama because you're so connected, your heart, part of your heart, like, oh, you know, dies too. But, um, but yeah, like I've just seen him work all of that out and use me to now, you know, help other people or encourage other people through it and stuff. So I love that scripture. It's also one of my, it's a candy stick scripture, but it's also one of my favorite because God is just that faithful to his word. All things do work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen. God is just that faithful. Amen. Pastor Don, is it okay for me to read this? Yes. I just love this. And you know what? Is it on hope? Is it about the hope that we have? Because that was the one thing. And I think you're going to read something like that. The hope that we have, that changes everything. Because as a believer, as a Christian, we know that, you know, we've got a hope in heaven. We've got eternity to look forward to. This life is only temporary. It is just, the Bible says, just the vapor. And then it's gone, right? So we have such a hope to look forward to after all of this yes, because we we have uh we don't have the hope that the world has yes. oh i hope this happens i hope this you know i hope it no we have the hope of god amen. we know yes. that he is with us amen we know that we have amen. that hope there's nothing that can take that away from us because he is ours and and we're his we belong to him and we know that we have that hope amen and yes, i love this amen. in lamentations it's 3 19 through 23 the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words i will never forget this awful time as i grieve over my loss yet i still dare to hope when i remember oh. this <laughs> The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Amen. 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 That's a good scripture to close on. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise God. Well, I, I think we've hit all the questions, and I know that God had us speak this because it's going to help someone. Either you're, either you're going through something right now, whether it's a relationship you're grieving or a loss, whatever it may be, or maybe God's preparing some of us uh, you know, to have to go through those things. And I pray, I pray, I pray that this helped you th- tonight and that you'll take this and remember whenever you do have to go through something like that. So let's just pray. We're just going to pray. I'm going to pray for those that maybe are dealing with any kind of situation like that, that God's going to give you a supernatural strength and that healing will begin to come into your life and into your heart. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for just tonight, Lord. Thank you for putting this word on our heart. I know it was 
for somebody, Lord. I thank you for your help. I thank you for your wisdom. Your Holy Spirit is our helper. It is our counselor. It is our guidance. And so we listen to your Holy Spirit as you help us, Father. I pray, God, that you would touch those that maybe are grieving anything right now, God. If they've walked in here, you know them by name. You know exactly what they're going through. You have every hair on their head even counted, Lord. That's how detailed you are. And you are just omniscient. You know everything. You're all-knowing. And so, Father, I pray that you, God, would just invade their hearts and let healing begin to take place right now. If they're stuck and it's time to move on, Father, I pray that you give them the strength to take that first step, Lord, forward in this walk, Lord, in a new journey, a new chapter in their life, Lord. Did you give them wisdom as you direct them? on what's next for them, Lord, as you heal their hearts and just bring them, Lord, through this, Father. We thank you that you're doing it, that you're even starting it right now as we ask, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. And thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. Your word says it's what guards our heart and it guards our mind. So I pray the peace of God come over every person in this room right now. I pray that you wrap them up in your loving arms and minister in ways that only you can do. When they're home, when they're crying, and they're alone, Lord, that you would wrap them up and hold them close, Lord. There's no one more comforting than your Holy Spirit, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for your peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.